Hey there. Um, you have time to talk for a minute? We got a call from your principal today. Uh, we know that you've been having some trouble at school. Yeah, and uh, we know you've been sent out into the halls. We know that you got sent to the principal's office. We know you've been getting in fights with some of the other boys. And um, we just want you to know, we know that there's a lot of change. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things going on in your life right now. But uh, I'm here, and your mom is here. Yeah, and and we hope that you, you're appreciative of... We're, we're a new podcast. We understand. We're yeah, in, but we want to build a relationship with you so that you're comfortable. And yeah. if there's something happening, if you're being bullied, or if you like a boy... Or if you like a girl, yeah, you can talk to us about it. Yeah, we we're we're we want to be not not replacing your old podcast, but a second podcast, if you will. That's right. We want to be a great podcast for you. So, what do you say? Want to hash it out? Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> that is way too happy for the amount of rage I am feeling. <laughs> Sorry, I woke up with that in my head for some reason. Go, go, you go. Kevin. Yes. Remember about a month ago. Okay. A while ago. I was yeah. talking about how somebody brought a Subway sandwich on a plane. <laughs> was it a Subway sandwich? It was a Subway sandwich. Okay. We have a long history of hating Subway at this podcast. <laughs> Yeah. But that's not why I was upset. I was upset because they brought it on the plane. It wasn't it like vinegary or something? Yeah, it was a smelly sandwich. It was a smelly... They didn't even eat it. They just sat there the entire time with their sandwich. <laughs> just thinking about their sandwich. That's right. Well, Kevin, I've discovered that there's a store that's encouraging <laughs> people to bring sandwiches on planes. <laughs> In what way is encouraging people? There's is a it... <laughs> sign outside their store, Kevin, that says yes. You can bring our sandwiches on the plane. So so your idea is that because they say it's possible, they're encouraging people they're to do it. They're putting the idea in people's heads. Hey, if I could take their sandwiches on the plane, I could take any sandwich on the plane. <laughs> and here's the thing. We don't usually – oh, no, we do it all the time. We, we mention <laughs> companies and brand names all the fucking time. Yeah, we do. But yeah. we, don't, we don't usually bring sued. in new ones. Yeah. We usually, it's usually Kia and Subway <laughs> – and that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, true. So I'm bringing a new one that I got to talk shit about. All right. Chachis, get your shit together. Yeah, Chachis. Yeah. I know that your sandwiches are all smelly. Yeah. They're fragrant. you telling people to bring them into an enclosed place? That's right. How dare you? What if my flight was more than 45 minutes long? What if I have to sit there with someone just with their smelly sandwich? What if somebody pulls out their pulled pork sandwich and doesn't even eat it? How dare you? sit there. How dare you tell people to do this? I got to tell you, Kevin, I'm like a pretty lawful good person. I almost stole that sign. (laughs) I almost took that sign and like left it in a bathroom somewhere upside down in the toilet. Joni does not love this chachi. No. 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 Feeling better now? A little bit. Okay. (laughs) 
All right, well, now that we got that out of the way, I guess. You say you have a song stuck in your head? No, it's gone now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every morning. Okay, so this week mm-hmm. uh, we have pulled uh, an old device out of storage. That's right. Right. Uh, last time it got filled up with, like, zombies and... Steam. Steam. Steam zombies. Of, steam zombies, and we, we took a <laughs> weird trip into an, an internal machine. That's right. Uh, but we brought our machine inside of a machine. Yeah, to make a machine inside a machine. That's right. Yeah, exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I heard you like machines in your world. <laughs> what a machine inside a machine. What about a machine inside a machine inside a cosmic horror? There was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, uh, I don't know what it was, but there was a time where I think just my schedule, my life schedule really lined up with Pit My Ride. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's because there was a time, Kevin, yeah. in the distant past called yeah. the 90s, um, where Pit My Ride was on like every two hours. I think it was early 2000s. Uh, maybe. That was a 2000 show. Maybe. Um, but... But I just remember one episode where someone had a car that was two cars welded together. That's dumb. Yeah, like... <laughs> you know what I remember they about... Did, they didn't even pip their car. They just got them a new car. Because <laughs> yeah. they're like... They're this, like, no. This car is two cars. There's gum <laughs> right here. <laughs> Keeping it together. Uh, that's horrible. We're like, what? We can't pimp this. You just get a new car. Yeah, they so just got a new car that they pimped. Yeah. They pimped um, a new car. You know what I remember about Exhibit? What? How he was the narrator for NFL Street for GameCube. <laughs> Announcer? No, like narrator. Like, like he would like introduce people and stuff and it'd be like, oh shit, here he comes. I think that's an announcer. <laughs> yeah, but also like he had a story mode and it'd be like, yo, you got to hear about this thing that happened. I guess I'd be a narrator. Yeah. I just like the idea of you going to like a, a basketball game or a lacrosse game or a hockey game and being like, man, this narrator is really into this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's how I fondly remember I, I Exhibit. Mean, t- to be fair, I said I mean, he's not dead. I don't think. I, I, no, he's not. <laughs> he's very, he's <laughs> yeah. not. Um, I I mean, I go to sports games and go like, man, I'm going to go get a hot dog during the intermission. Oh, man, he's going to get a hot dog. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, intermission, sure. Halftime, yeah. intermission, whatever. That's uh, let, But you know what? Exhibit nostalgia has no place in this machine, so let's throw it out. No, yeah, we got, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna toss all this stuff out of this machine. We're going to get, get uh, a new, we're going to fill it with, uh, I don't know. The internet. Internet. Yeah. Fill it with the internet. Because it's that time again. It's time for us to generate a new world. Yeah. Uh, and as always, we'll explain how we do that. So yeah. first, we start up the machine. <laughs> Good pull on that cord, Kevin. Yeah, we put a cord in it now. That's right. Because uh, we don't want tiny children to be able to get into this Yeah, machine. it used to be just a button. Now we want, want a minimum arm strength yeah. to start things. Yeah, you've got to be this strong to create a world. <laughs> <laughs> Strength-based. Strength-based machine. Um so we started up, and then we uh, have a couple of random generators that we have from the internet. Yeah. Um, we find the genre of the world, the mood of the world, and then later on we find out who lives in it. Yeah, what kind of people live there? That's right. <laughs> That's a very weird way to do it, but it's the way we do it, and we don't stop. <laughs> we won't stop. And we won't stop. Yeah. And we can't stop. Um, 
And before we get started, there is one last thing that I need to do. Yeah. And here's the thing, Kevin. I caught myself in the shower thinking about the song before the podcast started. Then I shut that shit down. <laughs> no, nah, you always prepare it. No, I don't. I'm sure you do. I don't. It's, it's... always improvised. Right. I started having an inkling of an idea, and I was, I was thinking about beatboxing and asking you to loop it. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to come up with an entirely new song right now. Right. And it's going to go like this. Hey, everybody, here's a story about us and the world that we're going to create. It's going to be slammy and silly and fun because it's the internet and it's randomness. It's a third space. All right, cool. That could be the theme song for the entire podcast. Yeah. Sure. Slimy. Yeah. All right, let's get our, <laughs> let's get our genres. Okay. Uh, we get between two we get and three. Two and three. We've, you know, we haven't had three in a long time. <laughs> The, in the, this generator has been pretty kind I to had, us. I just want to bring up that in our first one, we got... <laughs> the um, worst one possible. <laughs> well, they, they, they try to clarify. They're like, no, it's one genre, historical romance. I'm like, that's not a genre. I mean, yes, it is. People yeah. write historical romance novels. I mean, they write them. That doesn't mean that they... I mean, it, it's a pretty prevalent, I feel, section. Okay, in, that's... Whatever. Yeah. Let's... let's, let's uh, Let's spin this because genre there's so, blender there's so up. There's so much intrigue in the past, Kevin. Let's spin this genre blender up and see what we get. Okay. Sci-fi. All right. Mystery. Oh, you're... Oh, I love mystery worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've already had a sci-fi mystery, haven't we? Well, let's see what the mood is. Okay. I mean, there, Jeremy, there's only so many genres that true. exist. This might be the... our first repeat, though. <laughs> it might be our first repeat. I think yeah. we had a fantasy mystery. Oh, yeah, maybe... It, or you're right, because it was the moon's one. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, so I like mystery worlds because that means the world by, by its nature has to be mysterious. Yeah. All right. Let's see what mood it is. All right. The spin of that mood. What do we got for the mood? Our mood is slightly uh-huh. assertive. Slightly assertive. Not not overbearingly assertive. Only slightly. Okay. So we got a sci-fi mystery. Yeah. That is slightly assertive. Okay. So. First thought that pops into my mind yeah. is that I think that this sci-fi has to be in the same vein, not like in terms of the fiction, but yeah. in terms of time period as like Stargate, okay. where it's mostly like our world, yeah. but they find some weird ass technology that changes everything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it, sci-fi realism, if you will. Sci-fi realism mystery. Yeah. We added a third in there. <laughs> Okay, uh. <laughs> so what would be what would be a, a slightly assertive sci-fi technology? Like, it, oh, I, I, I was <laughs> thinking of applying it to the world, but I guess you can apply it to the technology specifically. Well, no, 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 but but I mean that would make the world as well. But if the only that would make the world like it as well. But if the only thing we have to go off of is slightly assertive, this is a slightly as, so. This is the technology that whatever it does, it slightly changes the world without asking. <laughs> Okay, okay, I sort of like that. So, yeah. so it, maybe it has to be some sort of, like, um, so, the, so they find the technology. It has to be something that will uh, maybe affect the people and the world and, like, the actual Earth around it. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm kind of leaning towards? Yeah? I'm kind of leaning towards that it's, like, they are digging or whatever. Yeah. And they find this, like, weird geothermal technology. And it's either going to, like, fuck with weather patterns or maybe something else. <laughs> The weirdest part is the slightly. Yeah. <laughs> slightly assertive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
and then the mystery comes from figuring out <laughs> oh it's probably the mystery comes from figuring out what is it doing i mean yes but also like who put this here you put this here. right yeah. if, if you think about stargate which is what i'm sort of pulling from yeah uh, they find this thing, and the first season is basically them just being like, "I guess this is how this works," <laughs> and like, but it's in all these other places too. So what's up with that? Well, the first Stargate is weird because it is a sequel to the Stargate movie that no one saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, a movie that they and just... eventually they find out that it's connected to this like empire. Yeah. Do, have you seen the original Stargate movie? No. Okay, so the original Stargate movie. Just as a quick summary. I saw the second one where aliens came to Earth. No, I mean the one from 1980-something. Yeah, I don't know that yeah. one. Yeah. The one where um, the... Uh, <laughs> the captain, the one, watching the one play, Solaris. The Kevin. one play Richard Dean. <laughs> it does take a long time. Yeah. Uh, so Richard Dean Addison's character is yeah. is like a different character. Okay. He's essentially more of an asshole and more of like your, your classic, you know, uh, general hard-ass type guy. And, okay, yeah. 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 Uh, and listen, listen, the fun one that we get. He's less, sa- he's less sassy. Yeah, he's technically the one we get in Stargate is like a cross between that like strict general and Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah, so he's technically like the same character. They just like took a letter out of his last name. Yeah, they're like, well, he's technically the same, but he's also different. Uh huh. Because canonically, he is the same. That's why yeah. Daniel's already up in the other planet when he goes there. Gotcha. Uh, because the original one, they thought Stargate just connected to one planet, mm. but in the new one, in the new one, the series, they learned that now it connects to a bunch of planets. That's right. Ooh, there's many gates. There's a lot of things. Uh huh. Mm. <laughs> I watched a lot of Stargate growing up. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm getting that. Everyone was Star Wars or Star Trek. I was Stargate, <laughs> <laughs> and no one likes you, me. You know what I was, Kevin? What? I was, oh my god, these sci-fi sitcoms are giving me horrible bad anxiety. <laughs> I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but I was heavily traumatized by sci-fi when I was four years old. <laughs> what? Was yeah. It, was it slightly assertive? Kevin, it was not slightly assertive. It was an intense experience. <laughs> okay. This is an experience that made another adult cry. <laughs> All right. This so, is a story we should tell? I was, I was in Disney World. All right. And my parents love Star Trek. Okay. And my mom still loves sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and uh, they saw that there was this, like, fake Star Trek 4D experience. One of the first that ever came out. One of those where you're sitting in a chair and it's moving? And, well, the chair does stuff. Okay. I'll tell you what stuff <laughs> it, it did. stuff. I'll tell you what the, what the chair did. Okay. So we go in and we're sitting there and I'm four years old. So I'm like, okay, sure. And, yeah. and you know, the, the ride operators are like... Um, just so you know, there's some flashing lights. You could get a little bit creepy. And both my parents are like, ah, our four-year-old will be fine. <laughs> um, so we sit down in this chair. And the basic premise is we've made contact with aliens. Yeah. There's a guy on Pluto. And he's going to teleport to us for a diplomatic mission. Oh, perfect. Just like Star Trek. Just like Star Trek. But there's a problem, Kevin. Because oh, guess no. what gets in the way? I don't know. Klingons? Uranus. <laughs> Uranus. Uranus. They yeah, said good. Uranus. It wasn't like, as an adult, I say Uranus, but specifically for this story, <laughs> they said is, Uranus. Because it is Uranus. Yeah. But sure. Um, so Uranus gets in the way. And what happens is because he gets in the way, he gets teleported to Uranus instead and gets horribly mutated by the planet. <laughs> right? Okay. But instead of being like, oh, well, that's a lost cause. They're like, no, it's cool. If we get him out of there fast enough and teleport him here, it'll be okay. So they teleport him off of the planet into the place we are. 
Yeah. And then all the lights shut off because he starts wrecking shit. Of course. And then there's an actor in a giant prosthetic alien costume stomping around the theater as, like, strobe lights go. The They start dripping water from the roof on top of people's heads to pretend it's, like, drool. You can hear the breath of the thing behind you and, like, warm air coming down your neck. Okay. I was four years old, Kevin. <laughs> It feels like your parents had a lot of faith, misplaced faith in you. Uh, I don't think it was faith. <laughs> I just think they were like, it probably won't be that bad. It was horrible. It was horrible, Kevin. I had nightmares for three weeks. Man. And the lingering effect was that until I was 16 years old, whenever something sci-fi was in front of me, I would get horribly anxious and leave the room. So, so like... So they had so they had someone walking around. They were dripping water on you. They were like blowing hot air. Yeah, on you. Yeah, and like the chairs vibrating as the steps go. That's around. That's a lot of. That's more than four D. Jeremy, that's too many D's. <laughs> that's way too many D's. <laughs> I don't know how many D's they thought there were. Yeah, that's way too many D's. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, like I I had a a bad time with sci-fi for a long time but we're gonna talk about it now and we'll get back to it just very quickly one of my pet peeves is when people are like oh the four this is 4d i'm like what what do you mean by that what other dimension are you including in this case the other dimension was reality i guess i don't know well because because the concept is that like oh 3d is like it's coming at you so 4d is it's like no what yeah either that or they can i perceive time now yeah anyway Uh, yeah Okay, so we have our <laughs> back to what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, we have a world uh, that has sci-fi. So they find something. Yeah, they, and you know the when I the when I think about it, Kevin. Yeah, I think it has to be. It changes the weather in subtle ways. We think you think it's just it's a weather thing. I think it's the weather, but hear me out well, because well, we this needs to have level like tiers. Okay, it needs to be mysteries. Now, top tier, like after all mystery is solved, I think it's a terraforming thing. Okay, well, the thing is that if if it's going to be a sci-fi, because it's yeah. going to be sci-fi mystery, and what a lot of good sci-fi have in common that actually makes it sci-fi and not just like a thriller or an adventure. Yeah. Like if this was a sci-fi adventure, I would agree with you wholly. Sci-fi, this technology needs to fundamentally change human like progress yeah it can't just be the weather's getting a little bit fucky because that's geostorm jeremy and you're you're just talking about fucking geostorm (laughs) and we can't talk about geostorm no because i don't think it's geostorm and the reason why it wouldn't be geostorm kevin is because they're not planning on natural disasters i'm talking about how like they change the humidity in the air so different plants will grow Okay, but still, like, this has to be, like... Slightly assertive. Geostorms, yeah. like, all the fucking way assertive, man. <laughs> Just stop the geostorms. Yeah. Um, no, the, uh, the... Uh, this has to be something to make it, to make it a sci-fi. To make it yeah. a sci-fi. Yeah. How do the, the people of this world, whoever they end up being, use this technology? Or what does this technology do for them? Like, think about altered carbon. Think about... You know, you know what I think it has to be? What? It has to be whatever the byproduct of its initial function, which we can say is terraforming yeah. in, a, in a slow way. Yeah. Um, I think whatever sort of byproduct it has, has a use as an energy source. Okay. Right, it, like we can we can just call it dark energy in this case because right. that is a science fiction term. Okay, uh, it ends up being a catch-all for a lot of stuff, right? But it's it's essentially just a different energy source. Okay, so the idea then is that uh, 
people, whoever these end up being, yeah, discover this thing in I don't know sci-fi Egypt. That's where you everything know, is. Let's do the let's do the um, horrifying underwater tunnels in Mexico, okay, or, or South America. So sci-fi horrifying underwater tunnels in, in South America. Yeah, South America is where they find the first one. Okay. Yeah. Once they get on Earth, they just start doing stuff to yeah. the world. Yeah. And you think that it, that the the eventual conclusion, of what it's trying to do, is terraform. Yeah. The world into a different into thing. a different state. That would bring up the mystery parts. Yeah. Okay, so it's trying to terraform the world into a different thing, but the byproduct of that is that it's uh, creating some sort of residue or some sort of uh, yeah, it's it? creating some super coal, basically. Yeah, is the super, way I see it. Yeah, that can be used as a power source, which is why, which is how this uh, people get like like really heightened technology. Uh, technology. So this isn't. But a, here's the thing. Okay, I think if we're if we're making this world like a Stargate sci-fi. That the advanced technology has to be centered around an institution. So, what sort of institution finds this thing? Well, I mean, it would ha- it would be some sort of like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the people who the people who be looking through those tunnels are like scientists, like geologists. Okay, okay. So we're saying that scientists find this. Yeah. What's the spin on the scientists? Are they Illuminati? Are they like secret <laughs> fascists? Like, well, what what is the deal with them? Um, because the mystery, because the mystery. Yeah. Okay. Um, they are like, what are they really there for? They are actually funded by the aliens who want this terraforming thing to go off. Got oh, so it was like a planned discovery. Yeah, it's a little oh, bit of a conspiracy. There we go. Yeah, and <laughs> well, and and because it's sort of like a secret behind the scenes conspiracy that goes yeah. back to our slightly assertive exactly because they're like, no, you got you got you got to search these tunnels. And they're like, why these tunnels? Yeah, because you know what they the machine will terraform the planet. Yeah, as they activate and find more of them. Yeah, but they also want there to be technology there for them. Yeah. So, so they're basically, they're like, oh, this byproduct, energy. Pay yeah. attention to that. That's what, yeah, I don't know what else this machine's doing. <laughs> but, oh, so, this could be used for energy. So they're, they're trying to disguise the uh, the changes to the natural yeah. world. Yeah. And, I, and Kevin, can I just go out on a limb here and say, I don't think these are aliens from our universe. You think alternate dimension aliens? Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is the name of the, like, the first company that does this? The one that's like... The, the finds them. We gotta find some cool like I mean, name that sort of that sort of belies what they actually are. Well, remember, Kevin, it has to be real hu- slightly assertive, <laughs> real human core. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think that is that is not slightly. Can it assertive. have human in it at some point? Like, I what if it's what if it's this? Uh, what if it's humogenics? <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. Because they're gonna change the human race 100. percent Oh yeah, hundred yeah, hundred percent. That's their end goal. Yeah. Now whether or not that happens, we don't know. But Humagenics is the corporation that finds it. Yeah, yeah. The secret <laughs> aliens from another dimension corporation. So yeah. many layers. What a good mystery. What a good mystery. <laughs> oh yes. Um, I think, I think this stuff also has to serve. <laughs> Sorry, this is becoming very much like a book I've already written. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I came up with all the things you thought of. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's different in a lot of very, very specific ways. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you should have a lot of insight into this, then, Kevin. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to say things that would actually push it away, but also saying things that are actually just things. Um, <laughs> I think that um, 
as they go through, like what what sort of the catalyst for this has to be that it's you that they're finding other uses for this thing. Yeah, yeah. No, so well, I think the fact that it is an energy source, yeah, makes it very versatile. So, so they have not. We have not. Have we reached other planets? No, I, I don't think. I, no, so. Jeremy, I think at the very least there should be like the the first start of reaching other planets. Like I like I like, like we know we went to whatever this so like, version of Mars. So like is. in like the first episode or whatever of this of this world, if it was a TV show, in the background on a news channel it says um, first first man on Mars or something like that. Well, I think colony on Mars. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. like Mar- so we're at the point where we're starting to terraform Mars. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because then it's a uh, parallel. Yeah. 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 That what they're doing to Earth, we're doing to Mars. That's right. Though Mars doesn't. Oh have man, people that on makes it. it more sci-fi too. That's what I mean. I want to. I want to make yeah. this like we we tend to when we sometimes sometimes make like sci-fi whenever we get kind of soft sci-fi. Yeah. Except for Stern Creek was actually sci-fi though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like hardcore. Um, um, no, but it also I don't think sci-fi came up as the yeah. It was fa- well. The thing is, is we didn't really make it sci-fi because we didn't explain how any of the things worked. There was no, like, cr- proper plan. It was just, like, this is what they did. You don't have to always explain how it works. Like, an Alter Carbon, they just send you, like, there are stacks in your neck. <laughs> That's where your brain is. That's yeah, what we did. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I think I think with Storm Creek, it was fantasy. Yeah. Because it was clearly magic, and we set up, like, a clergy, and, like, well, no, basically no, no. everything was no, structured No, 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 like I understand. But, but, like, that's why I also, I also want this to be, like, hard. Hard like, sci-fi? Yeah, well, I mean, like... Which like, means that we not, have to find... Not really hard. A heavy. A heavy yeah, sci-fi. Yeah, we have to find sort of what commentary this is making on society. <laughs> if we're making it, like, super sci-fi. Oh, I mean, the 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 way that we just sort of, like, steamroll everything in our path. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And eventually it's going to happen to us. Um, <laughs> By these other people who yeah. also steamroll everything in their path. Yeah. Though I think I think the premise of these old, these old people, the old people, if yeah. you will... Uh, the original is that the, from the, the ones from the other dimension. Yeah, is that I think they like live forever. I think Kevin. Yeah, but like there's only like three of them now. I think they live forever when they're outside of their own dimension. Okay, when they're inside their own dimension, they have regular lifespans. <laughs> okay, and I think that's why they. That's try why to, they want to. They want to. They want to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, so so if they're outside, they live forever, but they can't technically survive. Yeah. In, so they are fundamentally immortal outside the dimension, but they yes. can't like actually live there. No, they don't have the stuff on the planets to to live, so they got to terraform it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, the reason <laughs> the reason I like that also is that then because then that makes sense why like those things had to have been there for a long time. Yeah. 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 Like they seeded it so long ago. Many, many, many eons ago, or maybe when they move move dimensions, maybe this is, doesn't have to be. Maybe they like change time so they can like transfer to the past and then to the future. Um, I think that might be a problem. <laughs> Why? In, ter- in terms of, but well, because here's the thing: if someone can freely transition through time, yeah, they just go to the point where they've already succeeded. Well, no, but but they have to be <laughs> there to make sure they do succeed. I guess slightly assertive, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, well, you can't you can't just just be like, oh, and this will work. Here's the thing: the, the people like like the people who come through, the ones who like the human genetics people. Yeah, they have to be there to make sure the future that they want happens. I mean, that's because because cause you can't just jump forward. Because what if you jump forward and you're like. Oh shit! They figured it out. They oh, figured it man. out like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Then you have to go. Then like 
Yeah. But, like I, I like that because then also the people who are there are kind of upset that they I, are essentially. I have a question, Kevin. They don't, they don't get to jump forward. Can we to the, do this without time travel? No, I think that's. I think the time travel is a cool thing because 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 that makes the people the 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 other people the other dimensional people who are here very upset. Here's because the, they can't just jump forward to the future and they're just assuming that future exists. Here's here's the thing. If they have time travel, it makes it inevitable, which I don't no, like. No, it doesn't make it inevitable. Mystery. It does not make it inevitable. Yeah, it does. Why does it make it inevitable? Because, Kevin, if they can time travel, every yeah. single time they get a setback, they just go back in time and fix it. That, that do, that's not how time travel works because they are there. But Yeah, but they could just go back and warn themselves before it all happened. Like, there's if, – if they have free reign over the time travel, if we restrict it in some way, I'm fine with that. Well, I was, I was thinking that essentially it is it – is, it takes a lot of energy – on like the other people's like time travel is something you just do like like walk I've through got the world. It. I've got it, Kevin. Hear me out. <sighs> Hear right. me out for this restriction, Kevin. Yeah, because I think it's really interesting. Okay, I think they can time travel, but to do it, they have to sacrifice one of their own number. So that means in the past there was more of them. I I was more of thinking that when they time that they can only go one direction. Oh, they can only go forward. No, no, they can only go into our world. They can't actually go back. But so, that's not time travel. Well, no. That's it, just dimensional no, travel. No, no, yes, but it's also technically time travel because what they do – let's say let's say there's four people Oh, they go from the future of theirs to the past of ours? Yeah, the better way to put it is that let's say there's four people standing in a room. One of those people goes to, I don't know. Another room. No. <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm just trying to help, man. No, you're not. You're, you're cutting me off as I'm talking, you Ah. Yeah, I was just filming the dinner. I'll be honest. <laughs> no, so there's four people in the room. Okay, one of those people, uh, like they time they time travel or they 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 dimension hop to ancient Egypt, let's say. Okay, or, and they put all those things down. Okay, then another person in that same room goes to modern day and they help everyone find those things. Yeah, the other two don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck are they there? Because it makes the other people spiteful. Because because those people don't get to go to the super future. They're stuck here in the current time yeah. before their plan succeeds. So the idea then is that the people who go through – like the first person sacrifices Wait, so himself. the reason why you're putting time travel in is to create internal strife for, for the humogenics people? Yeah, because it, cause there has to be that. Slightly assertive. No, that has nothing to do I with know, slightly, I just assertive. slightly assertive. <laughs> I mostly just think it's cool. The, the the idea that essentially... Here's the thing. I'm okay with there being internal strife, Kevin, but I think a better way to approach it is to make a humogenics person, but have them be like a green warrior, being like, no, changing these the environments of these other worlds with sentient creatures is wrong. <laughs> right? You need you can have a moral person to create that internal strife. You don't need jealousy. I don't know. I like that they're the villains and it's jealousy. I mean, I'm sure there's some people that are jealous, but, uh, you know, that's probably a megalomaniac who's like, what do you mean I didn't get to sacrifice myself for well, this grand The cause? main reason I like doing it is because if we do something like that, it means that the person who's humogenics can also be having their own, like, separate plan. It's another mystery on top of it. Okay, well, you know what? This is another situation, Kevin, <laughs> where the answer might present itself to us. When we dis- we discover who lives here, uh, that's true. We 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 could even do our dual. Yeah, we can choose two if we want. To. Yeah, the human genetics so, and the. So let's go to commercial, and when we come back, we'll solve this problem. All right, perfect. <laughs> 
This week's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by Sweeping Musical Scores. No, Kevin, we've used up that joke too much. We can't keep going back to it. No, you, you just went back to it again. Fine, fine, Kevin, fine. Dun, 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 John Williams is like this song. Rev up that other generator. Pull that extra cord. <laughs> the third cord. The third cord. Or the third space. It's all connected. Let me know what these people are like. We're doing first the people that live on this planet. Yes, the main people. The main people. If we feel, if we, feel we need to, we'll do the other ones as well. Yes. But let's roll that race. Well, I mean, it's pretty good. They are a modern race, at the very least. Okay, so, so that fits right in with <laughs> what right we're in. doing. Their appearance of this race is based on... A Valkyrie. Oh, sweet. So this is an entire world of, like, Norse chicks. Yep, yep. <laughs> Dope. They're social... <laughs> but hang on a second. All right. Tell me more, Kevin. They can't just be Norse chicks. Okay. Because their social structure is based on gender. Oh, so their appearance... I mean... No, 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 that makes sense. This That makes sense. Okay. Because basically what you're saying do you th- is... Do you think they if... mean... They probably mean... They, we should probably assume that means sex. No, we no gender? We, we can say it's gender. Okay. Right? Be- because the the thing is probably then is that this this race all look like Valkyries. Yeah. Right? That's their appearance. Well, the, no, the and the culture's by by the by Madagascar. The Madagascan people. Okay. I don't, I don't know enough about Madagascar. Uh I mean it's an island uh nation, so that means that it's based around sort of scarcity and whatever resources they have. Right? Okay. So they're going to be fishing um uh, agriculture will start later because they have fishing, but like boats and travel will be very important. Okay, so maybe the world has a lot of water in it. Yeah, maybe. Cool. Maybe. Um, I mean, that would make sense if they find the first one in these underwater caves. All right. Um, but if we make it gender, Kevin, whatever these people are, they all look like Valkyries. Yeah. So that means they are all they all have a female sex. Okay. Right. But that's that doesn't mean that some of them cannot occupy different roles in society according to their gender, right? That, that adds on a whole. Uh, okay, so then, so if their social structure is influenced by gender, then that's that's a very weird. I mean, I don't I don't think it's super weird because basically we just have to look at it. Like a gender is a construct, right? Yeah. So, like, you, like we're we're we get, we're too caught up in in heterosexual and homosexual type stuff. But for them, their genders could be associated with how closely they resemble the Valkyrie archetype. Well, well, I mean, I think well, it sounds almost like what it is is that where your place in the rather than our, rather than the idea like we think of this in the way that a gender influences your place in the world. Yeah. Maybe in this one, your place in the world influences your gender. Uh, I don't think that works because you, people don't decide their gender. Well, I know, but but then, like, it, it adds a whole lot of weird things to this that that like uh, uh, I, the way I the, the way I think we have to approach it. Yeah, is that what, whatever the gender is, it decides your place in the world. If okay. your place decides your gender. Then they're this like weird amorphous like lizard people that like form to whatever role they're given. Well, the, the weird thing I find about that is that that adds on a whole other layer that I don't know how it interacts with the, rest of the world. With the idea being that there are certain people who who like 
if if the highest structure is a certain gender, yeah, um, then it would be in certain people's it'd be in people's people's best interest to just be that. Y- yes, but you like again, you don't choose. Well, I know, and, and, and I know, but to fake it, I mean, oh like, yeah, to pretend there's, you there's absolutely people would be faking it. But the the thing is, is that um, not uh, faking it is not a path to happiness, right? Right, and we also have to assume, like, you're assuming that it depends on how you're, you're assuming that the people are placed in places that give them a weird dichotomy in power. Like, this doesn't have to be. A power structure in which people are oppressed. Well, that comes. Well, no. Here's the problem about that, Jeremy. They are materialistic. That that still doesn't mean they have to be oppressed. They just they value things. That's what materialism is. Yeah, right? but but being higher on the social structure gets you more things. Only if that social structure is like a ladder, right? If there's a top rung, usually structures have ladders. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting into more structure. Quote arguments. me that. <laughs> right, right, you're you're thinking about our society, okay? Right, our society has like politicians and and businessmen and CEOs up at the top. They have yeah. more power. They have more money. They can get more things. So it's a flat structure. It's like a bungalow. I mean, or it could be a, a ranch house. Maybe maybe it's more like a a pyramid where there is a top, but it's more distributed than just a ladder. All right. Well, let's talk about the rest of the things. So they're generally materialistic. Okay. They are suspicious and look up to all other races. Ah. So here's what – and they're also very short. <laughs> These are very short-winged people. Um, I mean, why would you need to be tall if you could fly? That's true. So yeah. here's what I think this changes, Jeremy. I think the other – I think the human genetics people – I don't think they don't have to hide. I don't think they hide. I think no, they, they show at- up and these people are like, "Oh, you're great." And they're like, "We found the we bring these things to you." Yeah. So they are both suspicious, which is good for a mystery. Yeah. Cuz they're like, "Oh, I don't know what's going on." But also like, but also yeah, like they'll be like cool. You're like, "Oh, that's really awesome." And then like later they're like, "Oh, but these three things together don't make sense for what you said." Yeah. So so yeah. They, so they're both they're both very wary, like suspicious. They they think they're like, "Oh, they must be up to something." I'd, that but also they just generally like them they're like oh yeah. you're so awesome that's you're up to cool. something <laughs> you're up awesome. to something but you're uh yeah all right do uh, we want to roll for the humogenics people let's, the other let's hold off for a second and talk about the structure of this society a little bit just okay. to set a few things down okay i do think that because we we only know really two things about this people in yeah. terms of the way they look and behave yeah and that is the madagascar island nation people yeah and that they Look like Valkyries. So I think I think that actually matches together very well. I think that that informs us that what this world probably is yeah. has, a, has few land masses. Yeah, like an archipelago world. Yes, the entire world's an archipelago. 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 <laughs> um, but they can fly. Like yeah. they don't have to use boats. I guess that's true. Like you, like they, there are water structures because they have to land, obviously, because you yeah. can't fly forever. Yeah, but they just fly and they catch. And they, they do the thing that birds do. They go whoosh and just grab fish out of the water. Yeah, yeah. But they're using swords and spears and shit. <laughs> Everyone's born spear with spear fishing is way more badass in this world. Everyone's born with a a spear and a um, spear and a shield. Spear and a hand. shield. Yeah. Um, okay, I think what we do. Is instead of uh, gender being <laughs> also ever also I guess everybody here re- reproduces asexually. Yeah, I was I was gonna say because because it's an all female race. Yeah. I think gender is no longer tied to sexuality. Yeah, because you do because they're all have, Valkyries. Yeah, you do not have male female dichotomy. Right. Yeah. Instead, it's it would be tied to what drives 
a person. So like the Valkyries, the Valkyrie like people who are ex- like want to explore and go different places, that would be a gender where you'd be like, oh, I've noticed this behavior from you. You must be this. Okay. So really what we're talking about is that – so the gender thing um, really – like that's just the word that they're, they're using. But the idea is that it is a world – everybody is the Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, but your but like the place, the things that you feel you want to do, like explore or fish or those things, yeah. those are your job slash gender. Yeah. 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 I mean the the thing is is that – uh, basically, there's only two options if we're talking about sexual orientation yeah. in this world, and you're either a pansexual, in which you are attracted to the type of person, a type of person, yeah, or you are asexual and have no sexual attraction at all. That's true. Yes, uh, because there there is nothing else here. Yeah, it's <laughs> every, uh, every, no other options. Everybody, everybody is short winged women. Yeah, yeah, just a lot of short winged women. We made a world of flying hobbits with a, with blonde hair and yeah. braids. Yep, blonde hair and braids. It's a very homogenous race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just, everybody. Look, Valkyrie, Valkyrie appearance is very specific, Kevin. I know that's the thing. It's <laughs> based on the Val. I guess based on the. You could have brown hair too, though. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone's a little bit Scandinavian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, everyone's a little bit Scandinavian. This is someone's fetish. Yeah, <laughs> we created a world that's someone's fetish. You're welcome, person. You're welcome. You. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. Um, okay, so if you're okay with that, then then it basically because what it means is that this world slots people into places yeah. that they like that fit them. Yeah. Which, right? So so I guess it's <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how that no, that that actually really fits with Valkyries. Yeah. Right, because they take the worthy to Valhalla. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how this matches with <laughs> slightly <assertive. laughs> everything we did before. I mean, it's. It, I think this is one of the first times we've gotten a race that specifically doesn't play into our hands. Which is why I think we have to roll the other race. Okay. I, th- I think so we can try to... I mean, I mean, here's the, here's the thing that we well, can say before we roll the other race, Kevin. Yeah. Clearly, the other race doesn't have to hide. Yeah. Right? And while they might still be hiding stuff from these Valkyrie people... Yeah. The Valkyrie people will listen to them basically yeah because they look up until someone gets suspicious that's right but here's here's the thing i think it's actually really great that we've made this a very slow process because it gives the valkyrie race time to one set it up and then two be like wait a second what's going on here well also because they are materialistic all of the other thing has to be like hey i'll give you energy we'll give you stuff These yeah yeah, yeah. build this machine and it will create energy for you yeah and that other stuff's just a byproduct yeah i, I think the reason that we have to have the second race really just come down to that this is about one species enforcing itself on another species yeah so slightly, let's, it's in a slightly assertive way in a slightly assertive way <laughs> very slowly yeah all right let's figure out <laughs> this is not a not a hard invasion but let's figure out what the other people are okay hit that button kevin all right this appear okay uh this appearance this the appearance of this race is based on the minotaur oh okay got a real got kind of a theme going <laughs> we do <laughs> got a bullheaded people they are a modern race okay okay Same cool thing cool their social structure is <laughs> their social structure is like a lone wolf oh shit so, <laughs> so whatever that means the culture is inspired by the egyptian people okay okay yep. I mean, that makes sense with the bullhead, I guess. It does. So their structure is similar to that of the bull people. Yeah. <laughs> the Egyptians. The Egyptians. <laughs> the bull people. Um, 
But that that means that there can be men and women. This is just yeah, full people. Um, they are generally creative mm-hmm. and patient. Okay, and disgusted by other races. Oh, this is perfect. Okay, so this immediately what came into my head. You said lone wolf. Yeah, and I thought, oh, these people are doing this on lots of different planets in lots of different dimensions, and it's like one, <laughs> and it's one person. The person's like, I want this one. I want this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the, basically, they are they their their world, yeah. their original world, is very populated. Yeah, it's very dense. You cannot be a lone wolf because there's way too many people. I think because their culture is based on the Egyptian people, what it kind of is that it is people who are uh, really focused around one area. Yeah. So it's so like like kind of have Egyptians were focused on the Nile. Yes. So there's a lot of people crammed into one area. Yeah. Uh, which is why the lone, but their lone wolf, their lone wolf structure um, <laughs> makes them want to go away from that area. Well, ba- basically, the way I see it is this, Kevin: their world doesn't have enough space anymore. Yeah. What? Right. <laughs> Sorry. This is really like these a bunch of like edgy people who are just like, I don't want to live here anymore. Yeah. I'm going to make a new world that I terraform. Absolutely. <laughs> and the, like the thing is, is that none of these people feel guilt or remorse for it because they think every other race is disgusting. Yep. And sorry, my favorite thing is patient. Yeah. So of course they're willing to. Yeah, of course they're willing to wait. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it makes sense too that they're immortal and and, and they're creative. Yeah. So, so they're like, they come up with a creative, I guess, solution. So so everybody wants to ha- wants to. I guess it's so weird that they both are lone wolf, but want to. Like okay. So this is a very dark thing for I guess these people to do, but I guess they what they do is that that part of their thing is that individuals go to other dimensions, yeah. and just take out a planet, just like genocide the people there, yeah. so that they can live alone in their lone wolf. Here's world. The, here's the thing: I think that that it's definitely their end goal is to have an, their own world to themselves. Yeah. But I think, like, the, the thing is that, is that society would not have a widespread technology for them to use like this. No. Unless there was a benefit to society. Now, there is a slight benefit in that you can remove people from the overpopulated area. Yeah. Right? But I also think, like, if they are, have their own planet to live on, there's a they can pay a teeth of resources back to the main world. Like... You well, know, it's, it's a sort of thing that so if they're if they're so, it's weird to have, have a social structure based on being alone. Yeah, I think well, I think specifically lone wolf, right? Lone yeah. wolf is not just you're alone. A lone wolf is a person who goes out on their own to accomplish something. Okay, so these are people who constantly try to go out and accomplish things without any help. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So that, that I got it. So there's the main pack i guess yeah the group where everyone is and they're not like against um like helping the pack yeah but their big thing is always that if if you are going to do something for the pack you do it alone yeah so solo mission solo mission lone wolf yeah out on the prowl alone i'm so moody we're four lone wolves all together (laughs) get out of here you other three lone wolves yeah i like the i like these super edgy um minotaurs Uh, I've forgotten that they're minotaurs. That makes me so yeah, happy. Yeah, never never forget, Jeremy. Minotaurs. <laughs> yeah. So these super edgy minotaurs uh, to, I guess, elevate their standing in the social structure. Yeah. Like, 
I, I think I think I think it's a weird thing where you are highest in the social you're higher you're at the top you're the top this one is a ladder it is a ladder um, absolutely you're at the top yeah. of the social structure when you are separate from the social structure and people are like oh look at that guy he owns a planet that person is self-sufficient yeah 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 <laughs> he that's hates. absolutely at the top of their ladder <laughs> like respect wise at yeah. the very least yeah okay 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 so now it's starting to make sense now it's starting to come together yeah <laughs> i guess but remember kevin because they're a lone wolf we don't have to deal with that whole race. We're dealing with one, <laughs> one of them. One person. Because we're doing this this world. Okay. So this one guy yeah. came to... And I think I think this makes it so that, like, it's not that they can't survive on this world. It's that it's not great for them until it's terraformed. Yeah. And not to push not to push it back yeah. um, to what I was saying before, but this also makes the thing that I like, the time travel thing, because that adds a mystery, yeah. make work a little more because it's one person who refuses other people's help. So, of course, they have to stay around yeah. and make sure everything yeah. works fine. Yeah. So what it might what it might even be is that they have to, like... and Because this, this just adds so much mystery because it's, like, the same person who was there all the time in the past that they might find, like, old writings about. Yeah. Like, they're like, wait... It's the bullheaded man. Hey, wait, it's you. How can the bullheaded man be back there, but also here? Yeah. Okay, so. And just, this is just a quick sidebar, yeah, Kevin, and also a joke. Uh, is it changing the world to be a, a labyrinth? <laughs> yeah, so what happens with this terraforming <laughs> is that it makes rock walls rise up, and like everything sort of just gets higher, but only in certain areas, very tightly <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's actually what happens. No, I. But, but it had to be said. But their plan is like a labyrinth. It is. It's a labyrinthian plan. <laughs> yes. Yes. Labyrinthian. Uh, but like this person, this that means this lone wolf can also technically go forward in, in time uh, to you know like check to see how their stuff is doing. They're like they go forward and like ah oh, no it hasn't. I, I failed some point in the past. Got to go back and fix it. I mean I still really hate that. But I you're, like you're it. set on it so. It's it, fine. It, it just adds. It adds something like, "Where's he going? What? Like, like it. it the, the, the the more the more. Here's w- the, Kevin. You can have the mystery of where he's going because he goes back to check on the pack. I like. He has another dimension to hide in. He doesn't need to hide in another time. Well, I just like I, the. It also makes him if, seem less patient. If the entire wor- <laughs> no, not no, because he's. <laughs> He doesn't have to wait the whole time. He can just be like, these are the checkpoints I have to reach at these times. Going to make sure that happens, and then I'll just go to the end where I've succeeded. No, not necessarily. Pretty mu- Yes, why not? He could just keep on going. Like, every single time he reaches a checkpoint, and he's like, that's successful. He just moves on to the next checkpoint. He's but, not waiting. But he doesn't know when those checkpoints are. Uh, yeah, but he time, can- time is strange and weird. It's, it is a labyrinth, if you will. <laughs> Kevin, the reason, why, the reason why he can go and check... Is if he can have a terraforming schedule, he's like, okay, so this this has to be terraformed to this point by this year, and if it's not, then something happened within that time to stop it from happening. Like it's very easy for him to go and be like, this is where I should be at at these times, and if I didn't reach it, that per- means something happened. Perhaps, but I don't think necessarily. <laughs> I mean. I think it's pretty much the way it goes. I think, I think you have a different idea of time travel than I do. Uh, probably. The, the, the reason that I like it is that because if the part of this thing is, is a sci-fi mystery, and if you ever watch anything that's a mystery, is the more layers you put onto it, 
Uh, the, I, I agree, Kevin. Like, well, actually, at this point, it comes down to what we've decided what kind of mystery it is. Is this a lost type mystery where nothing makes any sense and it's just stuff being piled on? No. <laughs> I hate that. I mean, I also hate that. Yeah, so let's not do that. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah? How about this? Let's go through the layers of mystery we have for this world. Well, uh, Right? For these people to yeah. figure out. Okay. So, one. There are... There's a bull man that's been around forever. Yeah. Right? They didn't have to hide. Okay. There's an immortal bull man who commissioned them or showed them where machines were on their planet. Right? And that gives them energy, but also has some other byproduct that they're not sure what it does. Yeah. Well, sorry. Just that brings up the good point. Then that means we do have to decide that if this person's not hiding anymore, are they are they ha- helping them discover here's here's the thing kevin i still think they're hidden from general society because remember they think these people are disgusting yeah so that means they have as little contact with them as possible yes yes they are it's it's like a high man like man in a tower type situation yeah exactly they're the eye in the sky which means that they're not necessarily hiding but you know the the average lay person probably doesn't know of their existence no uh sure that's that's what i think it would be I, I think I think it's hard it that it's hard to comprehend not the Minotaur but the other people who look up to um, something like that to to not mention that hey our great power source is brought to us by brought to us by I mean, Minotaur. Here's here's the thing, Kevin. All it takes is for these people to have a some sort of religious icon focus, and the bull person can pretend to be an avatar of that. Right. And then it stops being about that. They're a bull person. And it starts being more about that. They're a part of this God. Well, yeah, because right? they, e- they can they show up. Yeah. Presumably in the ancient past. Yeah. But but even that it makes no sense why they wouldn't why most people would not know about that person actually existing in the world. Well, here, because the way I timeline wise. Yeah. The way I think of it is, OK, this Minotaur person shows up. Yeah. Right. It's an archipelago. Yeah. Which means that each island will have its own distinct population. Yeah. They can fly around, but it's still going to be slightly isolated because they need places they can sleep and oh, stay. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I understand. So Minotaur shows up there. They only have to convince that one island to start with. Okay. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then, because the way the world would work, every island would have its own separate culture. So then it becomes about spreading this belief from this one island. Right? Okay, so the... So basically, all all the Minotaur person has to do is set up a, but it has nothing to do with a belief. hierarchy. Yeah, but, where one person talks to them, but it has nothing to do with belief. It has everything to do with the fact that the, 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 I thought we, the original thing we talked about, yeah. is that there needs to be multiple of these devices. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But here's here's the thing, Kevin. That Minotaur can set it up on one island. Yeah, and then they're patient. So they leave that island and go to another island and set it up. Like, the world no, is no, no, big. No, no, I understand that. that they're yeah. going around to different islands. Yeah. But then that means that guy makes an appearance on every single island. And, and it, it's I, – I don't know why he has to be hidden. I don't – I well, here's the – I don't think he's hidden. But, sorry, this this, this actually brings up – Okay, I, I don't think he's hidden. I think he's inaccessible. No, that's fine. That's, yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. Not everyone can just walk up to him and yeah. be like, hey. But I think everybody knows that he exists because why would they not know? I guess that's true. Why Why would Why would these Valkyries, these Valkyries who apparently just do things based on like, hey, what do you feel like? Yeah. Um, <laughs> wouldn't, 
um, would it would it be like, oh, but let's not tell them about this. That's true. That's true. Yeah, like they're suspicious yeah. of other races, but they're like, they're well, they're ma- just suspicious by nature. Yes. Well, yes. Um, th- this brings me a very big crux that would like will change a lot of this stuff. Does this Minotaur bring them like, hey, here's a thing, or does he come in and like, oh, I'll help you discover this thing? I think the way it has to work, yeah, is that the Minotaur shows up. And then, without the Valkyrie's knowledge, plants these devices in place. Okay, yeah. So it is the discover thing, right? Yes, because that's what we set out with in the beginning. That's what. Yes, be, yes, I agree. Yeah. So, like, the Minotaur shows up with these devices, secretly plants them, and then guides the Valkyries to find them. Yeah, I that I I like that more. Okay, because that also adds mystery. <laughs> it does. It's, yeah. Yes. Yes. Rather than just being like, "Hey guys, here's this thing." <laughs> hey, fuckers. <laughs> I brought you a thing. Yeah. 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 No, no. It's also misdirection, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the the Minotaur person knows about this, but they didn't make it. Exactly. Exactly. Adds more, adds more, like, you know. Yeah. So I think the last thing we have to decide before we name, <laughs> do our naming yeah. idea is yes or no on time travel. Because I'm, I, I think it's kind of superfluous. I think I, well, originally, you know, originally it existed there because it made more sense. It made more sense with the, like how these people would make their stuff get their stuff done yeah but considering how we have a the minotaurs who are creative and patient and yeah. apparently can live to live forever yeah then then yeah it, it then actually then that person can just be around for the entire history of the world yeah yeah they're just slowly un- unraveling their own machinations till they get what they want yes yeah because, and we also have a bunch of other missions. The original, original reason I wanted that in is because that adds more mystery. Yeah. But the way that the races that we have created go, then that is not necessary anymore. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I yeah. agree. You know, it's not necessary anymore. So no time travel. No, it, it was never. Which is, which is good because I feel like that would change our naming of this thing a it lot. It was never really time travel also. It was, dimen- you could dimension hop, like, the uh, the original idea had is the other dimension. Yeah. Existed throughout all points of time. Because originally uh, it was okay, very. okay, I gotcha. It was very eldritch horror. Yeah. It was very, el- it was very like, strange with these cosmic people who were, like. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense with the race we got But either. the race we got is very yeah. down to earth, yeah, honestly. it is. It is. <laughs> Very much as a bunch of edgy douchebags from another planet. <laughs> yeah, we created a, a race of edgelord minotaurs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so we, we do have to name this place, and we're running out of time. I think it's Valkyries and Minotaurs. <laughs> VNM. Um, can we make that snappier? Well, edgelord minotaurs, and what's a... What's a uh... no, still... no, no, no. That, that was something Something else just happened. Okay. That. Um, oh, some like computer notification? No, 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 that wasn't. It was just don't don't worry about it. Okay. Um, okay, let's go over the important things of this world. Yeah, Edge Lord Minotaur. Yep. Uh, terraforming. Terraforming. Uh, dark energy. Yes. Archipelagos. Yeah. Valkyrie like people. Yeah. Just <laughs> they're just Valkyries. Yeah. I don't. I can't remember. The tiny it. Valkyries. Tiny Valkyries. Yeah. Edge Edge Lord Minotaurs and tiny Valkyries. <laughs> yes. So, what is the name we can do? And and it's sci-fi mystery. Yeah. So, there should be some sort of mystique around the name as well. I feel like we could do something with, like, a word like precipice or edge. Edge of tomorrow. <laughs> That's already a name of something. Yeah, but I think they changed it. Maybe, but we, we should not do that. <laughs> also, it doesn't have time travel. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. we don't. I mean, it does have time in it because the passage of time. I'm, I'm always unclear when we name these things. Are we naming the world? Are we naming a book? I, I think it it depends on what it makes. Like the thing is, is that we had that like Candyland soap opera, yeah, which was very clearly a soap opera. So we named it like a soap opera, yeah, right. Whereas like we have we have a world like Briarweald, yeah, that's like the name of a book, and it could be the name of the world, yeah, right. So for this, I think we're looking probably at a TV show, right? <laughs> or we could just name it like a world. I guess it could be a video game too, but it's an IP basically that we're naming. Yeah. So we'll be the we'll, then in that case we want the name of the water world, water yes. world. <laughs> no, water, can't do that one either. Water world with wings. Nope. Wing world. Nope. Water wing world. Uh, nope. Wing a water world. <laughs> water wings world. Wing. <laughs> water wings world. Water wing wings world. Uh, so bad. What is the name of the Minotaur? Uh, I don't know. Etheros? Etheros' world. <laughs> it's like Rocco's Modern World. Yeah, Rocco's, Rocco's Water World. Um, you know what? Actually, I, I think we have the name already. Yeah. I think we came up with it in the first couple minutes of this. Which is what? Humogenics. Humogenics? Yeah. But there's no humans. Valogenics? Yeah, I guess Valogenics. <laughs> Oh, I would call it Valagenics. Because it it makes sense. It's all about that mystery. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, these are modern people. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't think we nair, like, li- No, there's a long passage of time where this is happening. Yeah. But, but it has to start when both people are modern. Yeah. And they never really advance further than that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so I think what it what so this is going back to just a little bit yeah. before we finish. I think the, so everyone can visualize this. What happened is the Minotaur came back in the ancient past. Yeah. Put all these things down and just sort of like appeared in people's history for a little bit. Yeah. Then went back to then went back to his own world occasionally just to check on the pack. Yeah. And to hang around and he's like, no, no, I'm working on big things, man. Big things are happening. You just wait. Just I'm doing wait, it all by myself. Just wait. Hold on. No, and then, I don't want your advice. Yeah. And then when the world hit the modern <laughs> time, he's like, all right, now's my moment. He pops back. And starts his plan. Yeah, and at this point, there's like buildings. And yeah, like, yeah. I mean, all the sea. Yeah, buildings on the sea. Yeah, so we call it we call it Valogenics because it's central to it is the mystery and yeah. the the the, the sort corporation, of, the corporation that very he sets sci-fi. Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corporation That's run by a minotaur, <laughs> <laughs> worked by Valkyries. Here's the thing: very that, short. Here's Valkyries. the thing that I love about this one and the the previous one we yeah. did is that the last one was like it's fantasy. I forget horror, maybe, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> I, it was. I can't remember. No, it was fantasy action. Yeah. It oh yeah, it was action, action. Yeah. Right, and it very quickly became sort of sci-fi horror. Yeah. But it still makes sense as fa- uh, like action fantasy. Yeah. And this one, we got sci-fi mystery, and like we actually made like <laughs> we actually got sci-fi race our fantasy races. <laughs> yeah, we actually got fantasy races for yeah. it, and we we kind of actually made because if you look at it from the Valkyrie standpoint, it's absolutely sci-fi. Yeah. Mystery, but if you look at it from the Minotaur's point, it's like an Ocean's Eleven long con, <laughs> like, <laughs> and also everybody has like cybernetic arms or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Just put that in there. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Valogenics. Valogenics. A world for you and me. <laughs> that's what it says. Just, that's their um. That's their, their, their slogan. Yeah, that's what you see on um. Yeah. A world for <laughs> me and you. Yeah, that's what you see on their uh, their ads they put out on yeah. TV. Except there's an ellipsis in there. <laughs> A world for me. Dot dot dot. And you. 
<laughs> no, what it, what it is is that at what, that it doesn't look like that, and that at one point someone tears off the piece of paper and yeah, below it, you see, right. and <laughs> then you see ellipses. Yeah, dot dot dot. Cooking for humans. Oh no! <laughs> no cooking humans for dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, if you liked Valogenics, if you liked that episode, give us uh, a rating. <laughs> All right, look, this is Kevin from the future. I've come back in time because me and Jeremy figured out a better title for the episode. It's now The Minotaur's Secret. It's a lot funnier, it's a lot more interesting, and it's a lot better. Look, I can't stay. The time police are after me. I'm missing the timeline. I have to go. But it's The Minotaur's Secret, all right? It's The Minotaur's Secret. A review. Description. Wherever you're listening to the podcast, speaking of where you can listen, we're now officially on Google Play. Yeah, we should be we should be findable on there. But you yeah. can also get on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast from. There's a bunch of different places you can find us on. Yep. Uh, if you'd like to talk to us about how we're wrong about time travel, <laughs> you can tweet at us. I'm at Mighty Thews. I'm at Strongman K. Weir. Or if you want to hit us both up, you can hit us up at Third Space Cast. And you can also... Send us an email, thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. That's right. And to save Kevin from having a brain aneurysm, you can also check out our website, thirdspacepodcast.com. Didn't you, wait, wait, no, hold Did you already <laughs> say the website? I didn't. What did you say beginning? I didn't. You I, said you, I said we're available on Google Play. And then you said the Twitter. And, and then, then I said the Twitter. Man, having to say other stuff changes <laughs> things different. And our theme song is Balrog Boogie by the Diablo Swing Orchestra. Wait, I said it. Join us next week on The Third Space, where we find out if the baby is really Kevin's. Jeremy, 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 Jeremy. Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. <laughs>